I know you're in a church, and a wonderful church it is too. Lovely smell. Uh, but I'd like you to imagine that you're in the Amazon rainforest. And at the same time, in a psychiatric ward. That's why you've got to forget the church. This is where my mother is, and she is not a person in this poem, but she is one of those giant water lilies, the, the ones that you can float on the leaves. They're huge. Mama Amazonica. Picture my mother as a baby, afloat on a water lily leaf, a name tag round her wrist, Victoria Amazonica. There are rapids ahead, the doctors call mania. For now, all is quiet. She's on a deep sleep cure. A sloth clings to the cecropia tree. A jaguar sniffs the bank. My mother on her green raft, its web of ribs, its underside of spines. I'll sing her a lullaby, tell her how her quilted crib has been known to support a carefully balanced adult. My newborn mama, washed clean by the drugs, a caiman basking beside her. All around her, the other patients snore while her eyes open their mandolas. Now my mother is turning into the flower. She's heating up. By nightfall, her bud opens its petals to release the heady scent of pineapple. How the jungle stories stir in the breeze from the window behind her. She hears the first roar of the howler monkey, then the harpy eagle's swoop, the crash through galleries of leaves, the sudden snatch, then the silence in the troop. Haloperidol, Thenobarbital. They've tried them all, those witch doctors, and still she leaps up in her green nighty and fumbles to make tea, slopping the cup over her bed like the queen of rain. See her change from nightclub singer to giant bloom in the glow of the nightlight, a mezzo-soprano under the red moon. She's drawing the night-flying scarabs into the crucible of her mind. Over and over they land and burrow into her lace. By dawn, she closes her petals. All the next day, the beetles stay inside her. The males mount the females, their claws hooked round forewings. There is pollen to feed on, no need to leave their pension. Night after night, my mother replays this, how the white lily of her youth let that scarab of a man scuttle into her floral chamber before she could cry no. She flushes a deep carmin, too dirty to get up, and her face releases them. The petals of her cheeks spring open. Black beetles crawl out 
up the ward walls. So we're in the Peruvian Amazon, uh, a place that I was fortunate to visit twice last year. And up in the Andes, they mummify things. And one of the things that they mummify are macaws. Macaw mummy. Soon they will unwrap her. Soon it will be over. Only 500 years to go. What did he put in her drink? Whatever it was has given her a dream she can't escape from. However much she wills the bandages to unwind, her eyes to open. However much she promises never to cry again. Her scarlet feathers lie bravely under the ice of his deep frozen duvet. Taxidermy. His sheets smell of formalin. She feels as if her insides are outside her in a freezer. Instead of a heart, she now has cotton wool, and where he stitched her back together, the seams itch. While she was out cold, he scraped out her eye sockets to insert glass eyes she cannot close. I was very interested in what Alison was saying about rewilding, uh, something that I'm very interested in, um, maybe the original wild. And um, all my books, I think, have jaguars in them. <laughs> and the last one, Fauvery, had Aramis, the black jaguar, who lives in a zoo in Paris. Um, but the model for the next poem is his young gold mate, Simara. So this is kind of what this portrait is based on. Jaguar girl. Her gaze is tipped with curare. Her face farouche from the kids' asylum where ice baths failed to tame her. Her claws are crescent moons sharpened on lightning. She swims through the star splinters of a mirror and emerges snarling, my weir mama. She's a rainforest in a straitjacket. Where she leaps, the sky comes alive, unleashed from its bottle. My mother trying to conceal her lithium tremor as she carries the Amazon on her back, her rosettes of rivers and oxbow lakes, her clouds of chattering caciques, her flocks of archangels. Her own tongue is a hive that stings, yet pollinates all the orchids of the forest. Her ears prick to the growl of roots under concrete, the purr of plants growing. My animal mother, shaman's bitch, a highway bulldozed through her brain, shapeshifter into a trembling rabbit whenever I'm scared of her. She 
who's had electric eels pressed to her scalp, can vanish into backwards where no one can reach her. I'm trying to sew her back together to make a patchwork of gold dust and ghost vines, a sylvan pelt of torn down trees, the shadow dance of leaves on litter. I'm trying to conjure her in her zoo cage as the doctor comes running to dart her. So this poem is really the opposite. It's, um, it's not uh, a psychiatric ward which has become a rainforest, but it's um, the rainforest itself being a psychiatric patient on something that my mother endured, which was sl uh, deep sleep treatment. They tried all kinds of strange things on her and um, they would try and sleep you better. Rainforest in the sleep room. The highway goes through the Amazon's brain like an ice pick through an eye socket. First, we clear her synapses. Then, <coughs> she forgets her animals. Our bulldozers drive through the rainbow boa of her cortex like a scalpel, <coughs> those sleeping coils still dreaming up new species. Hallucinations we've blitzed with ECT. The bilateral current purrs through her frontal lobes like a forest of songbirds electrocuted by rain. Afterwards, her thoughts are nestless, except for a few chicks up in the last ironwoods patrolled by armed guards. Scientists climb ropes to monitor her stats, bring motherless macaws down to incubators, measuring their wings, weighing naked souls. As if she's a patient in the sleep room who won't wake, her dreams tree lines traced by the EEG pen. The only animals left a grainy films on camera traps and a recording of the last musician Wren whose still small voice is like the beginning of the world. Bandaged Bambi. One, bandaged. In the kitchen, with the one gas ring she has to learn to cook on, a fawn is helping, its body tightly bandaged. Two, Bambi. Her right leg is in a splint, as is her left elbow, 
and he's bandaged up her chest. She wonders where he's put her breasts now that she's a fawn. Only her rump with its spots like hail is exposed to the air. She remembers the hailstorm, a mirror shattering and slivers of ice snaking towards her. There are usually deer in, in my books too. And, uh, and here come the snakes. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that my mother did when she was in hospital, and I think it was one of the happier things that really did help her, uh, is um, art therapy in the day room. Serpentarium. She can fit a 30-foot giant into one sheet of A4, pack pythons into her sketchbook, squeezing their loops in tight breeding balls until the man comes with his forked stick and pins her head down. She must have been drawing too fast, her tail in her mouth like Euroboros. That's what they call her when she goes crazy. Years ago, they sewed up her mouth now a nurse comes to unstitch her. He nails her head on a hook, but that's just the beginning. She knows it gets worse. She thinks if she can draw enough snakes, she'll get used to it, stop her eyes blinking when he shoves the hose down her throat, makes the room tilt, water poured into her stomach, her jaws unhinged three of them holding her down to strap her arms to her chest, while she thrashes against the memory, always the same memory, of the reptile she met that day on the Petit Pont, who insisted they go dancing, then escorted her to the hotel and seized her in his coils, who thrust his hemi-penis into every orifice, murmuring how snake sex can take a whole night. Every scratch from his mating spur made her want to rip her skin off. Even when someone came in, he kept going, laughing at her. Years, his eggs have stayed inside her, ready to hatch in this sketch pad. Cobras, cascabels, condors, tree boas, harlequins. She strokes the retic, her hog swallower. She fills in the last crosshatch on his snout, can feel the skin loosening around his mouth, ready for the molt. She waits for lights out, smudges carefully with the eraser, easing his skin like a dress pulled over a girl's head, the pencil of herself blunt, her work done, her own face empty on the pillow beside her. So now for hummingbirds. 
uh, the Rufus hummingbird in her nest. Hummingbird birth. When I see the Rufus in her nest, about to lay an egg almost as big as her head, I think about my birth. She holds her wings up, this Thumbelina, and everything quivers. She arches her back, lifts herself over the tiny cup. She pants, she crosses her wings, raises them, lifts her rump. For half an hour she tries, which must be 48 in hummer time. She opens her beak and I can see the crimson throat inside. How much longer can she bear it? It seems she is going to give birth to a planet. Her eyes open and close. She is looking in. She squeezes her eyelids shut, stretches her wings again. She utters three cheeps. She fluffs her feathers, and now she leans forward like a little balloon that someone is blowing up. She perches on the nest rim like it's the edge of the world, and I can see the white egg behind her, no blood. There are orange sparks on her throat. Her back feathers are burning green, copper. My mother's hair was fire. Her throat had a lit patch as she uttered her sharp words. When you finally came out, they placed you in an incubator and packed ice all around me. I almost died of septicemia. After you told me that, I looked at my narrow hips, bird thighs, and was too scared to have children. The hummingbird mother sits on her eggs. There are two now. Perhaps she is exhausted. If she's torn, it doesn't stop her incubating her treasures, then zipping off to sip nectar for their first feed. Like you, she will bring up her chicks alone. She'll chase off chipmunks, even humans, stabbing at their foreheads until she draws blood, if anyone comes close. After two days' labour, they cut me out of you, and I was sent away, too young to migrate for the Mexican winter from the summer nest in Alaska. It's not true that I hitched a ride on the backs of geese through hurricane and hail, and although I made it back to the breeding grounds, the male, with his emerald rust armour, his rose copper gorget, couldn't persuade me to have children. Even when he turned himself into a hummingbird and promised that laying eggs would be natural as flying. Uh, when I was in the Peruvian Amazon, I saw a harpy eagle. Twice. Her harpy eagle claws. 
comfort your mother, Dr. Price says. My mama is perched on the top of the wardrobe, growling. She's holding her spider monkey teddy in her six-inch talons, the way she used to hold my hand when we crossed the boulevard. And I let go because being hit by cars felt so much safer. And going up and down the rivers um, in, on the Tampapata River, uh, th this, what I'm going to describe next, is a common sight with the crocodilian caimans and their butterflies. Black caiman with butterflies. Depression is a black caiman lying on the sand, mud-slicked from the deep, impassive in her armour. Nothing can get through to her. She'll lie there for hours, unblinking. How to explain, then, the appearance of butterflies, sparking flambeaux, snowy whites at the corner of her eyes, as if the beauty of the world has come to perch on her, to drink her tears. I'm just going to read a few more now. Uh, those dreaded extra-pyramidal side effects of drugs. My mother eventually died from them. Extra-pyramidal side effects. Mania. Imagine a mother with a mind hyper as a rainforest, the ward echoing with whoops of titi monkeys as a Rio Negro bursts the banks of her cheeks her skin prismatic with an oil spill, who lights a match and holds it to her chin. Haloperidol. She's jittery as a butterfly, drying her new wings. What started as a shiver is a permanent tremor. She lies in the hospital sheets like a morpho, in a bird's beak. Paranoia. Paranoia is a spectacled caiman with a horsefly between her eyes. These poems were short enough for me to put them on Twitter. Logactyl. She's been doing the anteater shuffle her head bowed to the ground, her nose stuck in an anthill. ECT. Every day is the day the shock box is wheeled in. 
electrodes that think her tongue is a catfish, make her teeth clench like a giant river otter that's just caught lunch. Hallucination. I'm her dark mirror of biting glass, a cloud of crystal mosquitoes she swats away. Occupational therapy. The art therapist says, your mum spends her time making a black jaguar from the corpses of flies. Radioactive iodine. They call it bioluminescence, but she knows she's only a worm with a luminous green head. Lithium. Now that her thyroid's burnt away, she floats in her turquoise negligee like a manatee in a tank. Depression. What she wants is dawn, but the windows are blacked out and the oil slick steals across her eyes like a blindfold. So I'm going to finish with another hummingbird, or oh, lots of hummingbirds, and thank you very much for coming today. The Hummingbird Whisperer. Let the surgeon who opens my mother be tender as a hummingbird whisperer. Let him pull back the walls of her abdomen and see uncut jewels under his knife. Let him have a pet name for each part. His hummers, oiseau mouche, his beige flores, colibris, his almost extinct hooded visor bearer. Let him handle them with crystal instruments, easing droppers down each throat to check their stomach contents are rich in micro-insects and spider eggs, the nectar of never-before-seen orchids. Let him soothe them as their black eyes turn to watch him. Let them be so calm he can unwrap their dressings to measure their wings and wipe blood from their feathers. Let him clean each gorget and crest so the colours shine with health. Let my mother's dryads and sylphs, hermits and incas, her sapphires, her ruby topaz moustiques, practice flying again, forwards, backwards, on the spot, hovering and hyperactive to the last in their silk compartments. Let their dissolvable straitjackets drop off at the appointed time. Let the man who closes my mother's body check that each flight feather is intact and return her to the recovery room to land safely. Thank you very much. <laughs>